Good afternoon. I'm George Matthews, your host for Victoria Arts. My special guest today is Maestro Daryl O'Neill with the Victoria Symphony. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, George. We've just been so busy all the time, right? And you rush back and forth from California to Texas, and you're back again to help the symphony in its final concert for yes. this season. Yeah, and we're real excited. It's a real special one. It is a special concert. The, the final concert of the season is always a big bang type concert. Yeah, it is. And you know, an interesting thing is that the concert that we're doing isn't actually the one we plan to do. Um, some people might remember when we announced the season a year ago that this last concert was going to be Beethoven 9 and we were going to have uh, four solos and the U of H choir. And then it turns out that COVID, just as it's done for many people and throughout the last couple of years, uh, kind of put a halt to uh, the the choirs getting the time at the beginning to meet and get prepared. So uh, at the beginning they said, I don't think we'll be able to do it. So we all of a sudden, you know, you can't do Beethoven 9 without choir. So we had to change it up. So uh, uh, we wanted to preserve the vocal aspect and maybe also preserve some of the singers that we had uh, contracted to come and sing as solos for Beethoven. And so I thought it'd be nice if we just converted it into an evening of opera's greatest hits. Uh, we ended up having a soprano, a tenor, and a baritone, and they are going to be singing with the symphony, and uh, we're going to be playing some of the greatest opera arias and the, some and duets and intermezzi and overtures and dances from opera. So if you have any affinity for opera, this is the time to come to the concerts. It is, and I would even go so far as to say, is even if it's not just opera, if you have an affinity for romantic, beautiful, luscious melodies, then you'll find that in spades. And if you've ever been to any movie, you probably will hear some tune from a movie as well. Even yeah. though it all is not going to be John Williams, it's going to be something that's the, that the movies have used from the operas. Yes, probably so. Movies, uh, television commercials. And if you've ever watched America's Got Talent or um, Britain's Got Talent or any of those, you'll find that many singers have crossed over and absconded with some of the great opera arias of all time. And we're going to be getting them in, in Saturday night's concert. We are. It's a, a, a pretty involved program. Uh, I won't go, go through everything because there's so many pieces that we're doing. Uh, but um, we have, as I said, we have three singers, soprano, tenor, and a baritone. Each singer will sing two solo arias, and each one will participate in two duets. Now, these are the opera's greatest hits, of course. Singers are sort of like pitchers for baseball. You can't play them every single night. You've got to let them relax. Mm. And they're singing two major works. Well, you got uh, consider it uh, like this. I mean, for one, yes, you're 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 right about that. And because of that, when uh, when our audience members come to hear the concert, they will notice that uh, there is no one singer that is going to be singing back to back anything. They'll be singing, and then there'll at least be one or two numbers before they have to come back out again. And you also find that they won't be singing two powerhouse pieces one after another, even if in separate, separated, because of course of this very thing. As many people who may or may not know, uh, if they go to see the opera, they look for dates to, to, hear, to see an opera, they'll, they'll notice that the operas are on every other day. You'll never go see 
uh, uh, three go to an opera and get a choice of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It'll be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, because the singers need a day of rest uh, from all that singing. And in our program, just as a pitcher needs to rest his arm. Yeah, and in our case, of course, yes, they are singing some powerhouse arias, but you know they're not singing an entire opera either. So uh, they do need some vocal rest in between. So. This, it's it's based out. So that sounds like somebody's had to do a bit of planning to to make this come about. Planning? Does anybody think that <laughs> putting together a massive opera program with a symphony orchestra, combined with uh, three different diva singers winding in a certain way and certain pieces and certain keys and certain cuts, that that would require planning, George? Are you just, you mean are you telling me that you just threw up everything into the air and, and the way it fell down on the floor you that's the way you picked it up and ordered the no I didn't I didn't pick it up I had a chimpanzee pick it up and oh, give it to me okay and I took that order <laughs> so we have a wonderful set, series of concerts and there's lots of things with the orchestra the orchestra of course is always the biggest big part of every opera but they're going to be as much a part of this concert. Yes, uh, in addition to the, the orchestra will play, be playing four of the, some of the most famous intermezzi, which are small orchestral interludes that are played between acts at operas. So four of those, three dances from two operas, an overture, all in, in addition to what the singers are doing. Now, uh, believe me, when people are listening to this, they're probably thinking, what? Let's see. Three singers. That's a four things a piece. You know, that's twelve, and then uh, you mentioned this like twenty some odd pieces, and and it, they're adding it up and be correct. However, one will uh, should keep in mind that not everything is very long. Uh, for example, everybody knows the soprano aria "O mio babino caro," but it's only two minutes long, or that powerhouse tenor. Uh, aria Nessun Dorma that everybody on America's Got Talent sings is also about two minutes long. Uh, we're doing uh, one of the dances from the Carmen Ballet Suite. It's just slightly under two minutes long. So we're not talking about long, long pieces for, for what's there. There are some that are longer and there's some that are shorter, but most of them are about two to three minutes. So uh, uh, it goes by real quick. And will just astound you as to how many different things you can hear in a short period of time. Yeah, and also how many different styles, because uh, we are playing, for example, something from Mozart. Uh, of course, since it's opera, you have to have Bizet, uh, you have to have Puccini, you have to have Verdi. Uh, so we have all these different um, composers, as well as uh, as other operas from the great Verismo uh period, the realism period, which like uh, Leoncavallo and uh, um, Mascagni. Now, not only do the uh, singers have to have some flexibility, but when you're talking about this many different styles of music, your orchestra has got to have a great deal of flexibility to be able to perform these things. Yeah, especially since uh, uh, when, when you have singers and they've got arias and there's, they've got retards and they've got all these traditional things too you know because like uh, you know everyone wants to hear a high note right <laughs> so even if the even if the composer didn't write to last to stay longer on that high <laughs> note that doesn't mean the singer's not going to do it right and and some of it it's for just showy purposes and we and we do it traditionally for that and the audiences love that 
Others, it's places they do it because it's dramatically necessary to elongate a certain thing at the point. It's not written in the music, but they may be singing in, in, in some fashion about, maybe they're crying about something and, and, and you feel like they're just sobbing and they're taking so much time in between sobs that you have to slow it down. It'll, you'll, you'll provide dramatic action changes. And then of course there's the ones where the composer knew what he was doing and, and writes, you know, slow down here and follow the singer here and you know, all this kind of stuff. So that requires for myself and the orchestra to be listening to them. And you know, we rehearse so we kind of get an idea of what's happening. But even still, you know, when the singer decides to hold that high note, and we don't know how long, we say, just hold it and I'll catch you on the way down, you know? Well, you know, sometimes it's, sometimes they, in the heat of the moment, they'll come, oh, and they'll go fast into it, or sometimes they'll last a lot longer, and you're thinking, oh, this is what happens, and uh, uh, my, I put my baton up, and I want to bring it down, and I'm frozen up there because they're still holding that note a little longer. Maybe they, they're savoring it more than we thought they were going to from in rehearsal, so. There is flexibility, as you said. Yes, we, we, myself and the orchestra need to be, to a certain extent, um, just you know, chasing the soloists around stage, <laughs> if you will. Okay, one, one time, let's make sure everybody understands, Victoria Symphony Orchestra is performing what night? On Tomorrow Saturday. night. Yes, on Saturday night at uh, 7.30, and we do have at 6.30 our Meet the Artists that will be in the hall on the stage, so all Three of the artists will be there. We're going to be talking about uh, the life of an opera singer, and so they'll all be contributing towards that. And, but yes, it is Saturday. It is at 7:30 over at the Victoria Fine Arts Center, and uh, tickets are available at the uh, uh, VictoriaSymphony.com site. You can get them online, or you can call over the symphony office as well. Or I guess you could show up at the at the uh, Fine Arts Center Saturday night. You can, and take your chances that there will be seats left at the box office. Yes, you may do that. Thank you so much, Daryl. You're welcome, we're George. We're all looking forward to it. Yes, thank you. Me too.